0: Hey everybody, welcome to our final episode of this fall's Workout Wednesday series. Uh, We have brought you all sorts of different workouts to try during the course of this season, if you will, and we are going to wrap up today by talking about the race itself. Uh, the most fun part. It's supposed to be the most fun. This is why you do these hard workouts, and this is why you put on all or put in all of this time and effort. Uh, it's all about race day, and uh, we want you to have fun, and we want you to succeed. So, I am going to share with you today a few things about race weekend that we've learned over the years. Um, and some of it is seemingly common sense, but hey, we've all screwed it up, right? And then some of it maybe you haven't heard. So we'll we'll just we'll just go through race weekend um, starting on let's say Friday for a for a Sunday race, right? It would be Thursday for for a Saturday race. But for the sake of ease, we'll we'll start with Friday. So oftentimes on Friday, you are traveling. You are traveling to your race destination. And I think this day is sometimes overlooked. Uh, When you're traveling, you need to remember that that is not easy on the body. It throws you off your rhythm. You are not in the same pattern that you're used to on a Friday when you're going to be doing a hard training session on Sunday, right? And so you want to keep yourself in that pattern as much as possible. Uh, I think that starts during the week With preparing to uh, leave and having everything ready before Friday morning. So, doing your laundry on Monday or Tuesday, packing your bag on Thursday, uh, all those simple little things make a difference because they make Friday less stressful. You want Friday to be as stress free as possible. Um, The next big thing is nutrition. So, if you're used to a certain kind of breakfast, a certain kind of lunch, a certain kind of dinner, and a certain kind of snacking in between, and then you go to the airport and you don't have any food with you, you're gonna be forced to eat airport food and sometimes you can't find the type of food that you're used to so ideally depending on your itinerary you're able to get up in the morning and get your normal breakfast in even if it's earlier than normal i would get up and i would eat breakfast you don't want to be hungry at the airport um, then i would pack some snacks now it's a little bit of a hassle because you gotta show them what kind of food you have but i would pack um, snacks and or a lunch Uh, That you're used to so that you can eat that uh, either at the airport or on the plane uh, Once you get off the plane, whatever it might be based on your itinerary. So again, so you're not stuck eating something super abnormal for you Uh, Then when you get to your destination uh, You got a couple things you got to think about number one Have you run today yet? So if you're a person that runs every morning then ideally you would have gotten a run in before you went to the airport if that was possible, if that was logistically feasible. Uh, If you're a person that runs in the afternoon typically, then ideally you would be able to run when you get to your destination. Now again, that's not always possible uh, depending on when your flight gets in. So um, I would say that you don't need to do anything crazy like let's say flights are delayed you don't get in until 10 p.m look you don't need to go run laps in the hotel parking lot at 10 p.m uh, but it might be nice uh, to get to the hotel you know, walk around a little bit, walk around your floor a few times, um, around uh, the lobby a few times, whatever it might be, and, and then take, take a nice shower and, and get to bed, something like that, just so you move. But if you get there early enough uh, and, and you're, you're an afternoon runner, I would absolutely go for a little run on, on Friday if that's what you're used to doing. Uh, again, trying to stay in the normal rhythm as much as possible uh, without getting over, overly stressed about it. Uh, that's Friday. Uh, And of course, we're trying to get a lot of sleep on Friday. Look, I don't want you to worry if you don't do this, but but they say two nights before is the most important night for sleep. And I, I believe that. I think if you can get a really nice night of sleep on Friday before a Sunday morning race, you take a lot of the pressure off a of Saturday night because if you don't get a ton of sleep Saturday, it's probably fine. Might catch up to you later, but won't really affect you during the race. Uh, so on Saturday, now hopefully, if, if you traveled two days before, which is ideal, um, then you're, you're spending Saturday uh, as relaxed as possible. Uh, typically you have to go to the expo to pick up your packet. So you certainly want to do that uh, in a timely manner. You don't want to necessarily spend uh, two or three hours in the expo shopping around. You want to get in, maybe look at a couple booths, um enjoy the atmosphere, and then, and then pick up your pack and get out of there. Uh, and, and I would do that uh, sooner than later so you're not stressed and, and worrying about it and, and doing it at the last minute. Um, whatever you're used to running the day before the race, of course, you wanna do that. I would suggest doing that in the morning um, around the time that the race will take place. Not everybody does it that way. Actually, uh, Tulia Tuliamuk on our team, who's the Olympic trials champion, uh, she likes to run later in the day, uh, the day before the race, but you know, that's okay. Everybody's a little bit different. Uh, I'm just giving you my suggestion. You don't have to take it. But you certainly, I think if you're used to running the day before a big workout, you should definitely run on Saturday before a race. I know a lot of people take that day off, but sometimes you feel a little rusty uh, if you do that. And if you're not used to it, if you do it every week, yeah, that's fine. But if you're used to running, you should run. Uh, not too much. We actually, the the Hoka NAZ elite athletes, we actually only run three miles, maybe sometimes four, uh, three or four miles the day before the race. That's it and then, and then, we're done, so uh, you don't need to do a whole lot, just loosen up, uh, maybe do some light drills, uh, light strides, and you're pretty much good to go. Uh, again, you spend the rest of the day relaxing. Watching TV, reading books, um, hanging out with your friends and family if anybody came with you, uh, just chilling out. And then you want to eat dinner uh, at the same time you're used to eating dinner on a Saturday night before a Sunday long run or a Sunday workout. And you want to eat something that you're used to. Uh, Definitely a big no no is to eat something you've never eaten before. So if you're down in the South, you don't want to eat fried alligator the night before if you've never had it before, Uh, or or jambalaya or gumbo or, or some spicy food that you're not used to. Uh, You you just want to eat uh, whatever it is you typically eat. And some of that may require some planning beforehand because when you're at a Chicago marathon, a Boston marathon, a New York City marathon, oftentimes um, the best restaurants are packed the night before. There's reservations that people have made weeks in advance uh, sometimes for these these restaurants. So you might have to be one of those people um, in the week leading up that, calls around sees what restaurants are available and makes a reservation at a time that's convenient for you um, Of course I love uh, when people spend money at these um, events because it's good for the cities but if you were really asking me what I would suggest I would actually suggest uh, getting something to to go something pretty easy you know you know what's actually pretty good is, is um, you know Chipotle not to give them a free plug but you know what you're going to get you it's 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 rice it's beans it's it's protein and carbs it's a good ratio it's very easy you can go you can pick it up take it back to your hotel room and relax and eat it there um, that's kind of what i like but if you enjoy going to a restaurant that's no problem just make sure they have what you like and that you can get in and you're not sitting there for an hour and a half waiting for a table uh, that's not fun that's stressful that's um, that that creates anxiety and you want to avoid anxiety uh, the day before the race. So then Saturday night, uh, you've eaten, you've relaxed, you're back to your room, you're reading, you're watching a movie, whatever it might be. Uh, Here's something I would suggest. So everybody wants to get to sleep Saturday night, but we're often quite excited uh, about the race. You're trying to stay calm, but there's a level of excitement. And one thing people screw up is they, they try to force sleep. And they try to go to bed before they're tired. But here's what happens when you do that. You lay there and you think, and you start thinking about the race, and you start thinking about the morning, and do I have this, and do I have that, and how am I going to get to the start line, and all these things that you probably have already uh, figured out, but they start messing with your mind, and then it it's actually the opposite. You actually don't get to sleep early. You end up falling asleep later than you would have if you'd have just waited. And so that's my suggestion is whether you like to watch a movie, whether you like to read a book, uh, I would actually... Just do one of those things or, or just hang out with, with your significant other or whoever it might be, right? Uh, whoever your roommate might be, if you have one. A- and just wait until you're tired. When your body starts feeling tired, then lay down and go to bed. You'll fall asleep quicker uh, that way. Because like I said, it doesn't it doesn't really matter if you don't get a ton of sleep. So if you're not tired at 9 p.m. and sometimes there's a time change so it's it's weird it's difficult don't force it wait until you're tired go to sleep uh make sure you got the alarm set though uh, for the morning so now we get to sunday morning race morning uh again some of this should have been done beforehand the night before you should have had your uh race day outfit laid out you know take a picture of it put it on instagram you know um and uh you should be ready to go. You shouldn't really be scrambling on race morning. You should know already, you should have it printed out uh, where you have to go to catch the shuttle, to get to the start, um, all those type of things. You should already have that all done on, on, honestly, during the week, if not certainly Friday or Saturday. And then you're going to uh, simply get ready to go. Now, some people like to move around a little bit in the morning to get the body going, if you will. So uh, a walk downstairs, a quick walk outside, and then back up to the room usually is about enough. Um, some people like to take a shower, kind of wake themselves up in the morning. Certainly a lot of people like to have a co- cup of coffee. Whatever your normal routine is on a, on a hard, long run, uh, try to stick with it as much as possible. Um, you do want to get up a fair amount before the race some sometimes the race is very early so let's say it's a let's say it's a 7 30 a.m start as much as it pains you I, i would set the alarm for for 5 a.m., if not 4.30, um, because you want to trick the body into thinking it's a little bit later in the day. And the body functions better when it's been up for a couple of hours. And so that's really the reason um, that you need to get up early. That combined with the fact that you need time to digest your food. Um, So if you're someone who digests food very quickly, maybe two hours is enough. Um, For some people, it's more like three or even four hours to really properly digest their breakfast. Now, of course, you want to have practiced the breakfast uh, that you want to eat on race day during training, um, so you should know how long it's going to take uh, to digest this. But uh, but and and hopefully that's the case. But again. For some of you, it might be three hours. So 7.30 race, you gotta wake up at 4.30 and eat your bagel and your banana, a little peanut butter, whatever it might be, um, so that you know by the time 7.30 rolls around, that's digested and you're not gonna have any uh, GI issues during the race, uh, fingers crossed. Um, And so that brings us to going to the race and and, and preparing to to run. This should be the easier part, but sometimes people get this wrong, so we'll go over it. Uh, Let's say you get to the corral area or the start area um, two hours before the race. Well... Should you start jogging? No, of course not. You want to stay as relaxed as possible for as long as possible. Hopefully you can get off your feet. That's not always possible, depending on the size of the race and the uh, start line area, but you you wanna try to be off of your feet if possible. And you don't wanna do a super long ro- warm up. I actually like to wait until about 40 minutes before the marathon, if possible, logistically, and then just go for about a seven or eight minute jog. I know that sounds really short uh, for some of you. Maybe it sounds long for some of you, I don't know. Uh, uh, but but compared to what you might normally do, uh even for our athletes who normally warm up three miles for a workout, they only run seven or eight minutes before a marathon because a couple couple reasons. Number one, you need to you need to save as much energy as possible, I guess in layman's terms. Uh so you don't want to run too much and get the body starting to burn carbohydrates. You want to run really slowly and easily, um save that energy storage. You don't want to get those those things burning. Um you don't want to get that process started, uh, so that's one reason. Um, the other reason is you don't really need a huge warm-up because you have so much adrenaline. The music's pumping. There's. There's thirty thousand people. There's there's the excitement of the race and all the buildup to it. You you don't, you typically you typically just don't need that much of a warm up. Uh, and then in terms of drills or strides, maybe you're used to doing those. I would keep those to a minimum on marathon day because it's not a five k. It's not a ten k. It's not a mile where you have to get out really hard. You, you're starting out at a pace that's that's fairly comfortable no, no matter what level you're at. And so you, you don't need that that. Uh, super fast work to get the muscles ready. You just need enough to be loose. That's all. And so very light drills, very light set of drills, maybe a couple of very light strides, not super fast sprinting. Uh, Just just loosen up. That's all. Uh, Get into your corral on time. I know the races are often sticklers about when you have to get in there. Get in there when they say so you're not having to jump a fence or beg a volunteer to open up the gate for you. Just get in there when they say. You're going to be okay. There's 30,000 other people that have to do it. You can do it as well. Um, and once you're in there, just have fun. Enjoy it. You know, Talk to your neighbors. See what pace they're going to run. Uh, see what they're going to start out at. Maybe you'll make a couple of friends in the corral and um, next thing you know the national anthem's playing and um, a couple minutes later off you go so um, that's pretty much everything up to the race and I'll just I'll just do a couple of quick um, quick race suggestions Um, you know to me in the marathon it's it's all about even pace Um, unless you're trying to win the race up front and there's surging and things that you have to be prepared for it's really about it's really about running an even pace and uh, I'll just pick a pick a number, right? Let's say seven-minute pace is your goal marathon pace. Um, oftentimes, because of the nature of the start, that first mile will either be slow because you're in a pack and you can't move, or fast because you got some room to run and you're excited and so are the people next to you And a seven-minute effort. All of a sudden, you look at your watch and it's 640. That happens. Uh, what you have to do is assess where you're at at the mile, take a peek at the watch, and try to hit the next mile on. If you were fast, don't try to slow up and run. You know, if you ran a 6.30, don't try to run a 7.30 to make up for it. If you were slow and it was jammed and you ran a 7.30, don't try to make, a, don't try to make it up and run a 6.30. Just try to run a seven minute second mile, and then try to run a seven minute third mile and fourth mile, etc, etc. The sooner you can put together three or four miles in a row at the effort that you know you can keep for the entire race, the sooner you're going to click off eight or nine or 10. Uh, That's just how the body works. Hopefully you've been practicing that. um, And so the body's used to it. But that's really what you want to do. And, And that 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 goes for any any mile in the whole race you know if if the 14th mile is fast for some odd reason you saw your you saw your buddy over there and he cheered for you or she cheered for you and you got moving and you ran 10 seconds fast don't try to make it up just try to go back to 7 minutes the other thing you don't want to do is you don't want to get caught in a in a spot where you've run some 6.50s and some 6.45s and they're feeling good and you start thinking, oh, I'm banking time. I'm just going to keep running 6.45s. That can really come back to bite you because if that's over the line for you, it won't affect you till later. But when it does, oh, it's nasty. Uh, that's when you hit the wall. And that's when instead of running seven minute pace coming home, you're starting to run 7.30s, 7.45s, eight minutes, 8.30s. And you add that up and that's way worse than the few seconds you banked early on. Does that make sense? So if you're banking any anything during the race, it should be energy, not time. Save energy. Uh, you know, On that 15th mile, if it feels great, run a seven-minute uh, mile and think to yourself, boy, I could have gone faster, but I'm going to use that later. Because here's the beauty of it. If you get to 20 and you still feel like that, then yeah, of course, start running 650s, start running 640s. Uh, but I would wait till after 20 miles um, to try to do anything like that. You got to make sure that you're going to make it all the way home. Uh, and then I'm I think my last uh, bit of advice is just to really enjoy the last few minutes of the race. Uh, Let's say the last 20 minutes if possible. Uh, Sometimes you're still grinding right there and you gotta you gotta have all the focus in the world. Um, So you can't really enjoy it until the last three or four or five minutes. But at some point enjoy the last bit because it's such an accomplishment. It's not just about what you've done that day over the last three to four hours. It's about what you've done the last 12, 16, 20 weeks. Uh, in preparation for this race. Enjoy it and enjoy crossing the line. Don't 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 hit your watch and look at your watch. Throw your hands up in the air like you won the entire race. That's what you want to do at the end. Uh, enjoy it. So um, that's my advice. That's race weekend. Uh, that's race day. That's the race itself. We hope you've enjoyed this whole series. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback about it. So I really appreciate that. And uh, we'll do something like this again Uh, In in the winter or the spring and then we'll we'll have a different topic, Uh, but I like these sort of uh, Episodic type podcasts and uh, hope you guys liked them, too. Thanks you guys And if you have any races coming up good luck